Welcome to Books with Bagby. This is a podcast about educators and their books. Some that write books and some that read books. We'll also look into some passions, soapboxes, and perhaps other educational favorite things. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the show. Today I have as my guests Catherine Finch and Teresa Hoover, and we are going to be talking about the book Pass the Baton empowering all music students. Yay! Ladies, Yay. please introduce yourselves. Um, hi, my name is Catherine Finch. I am a K-5 general music teacher. Um, this is about, uh, I've taught more than 20 years. I think after 20, you kind of, at least I stop <laughs> stop counting. <laughs> um, I love general music. Um, I teach in a northern suburb of Chicago. Um, uh, I'm co-author of the book, Pass the Baton. Um, but I've also written a couple other books, um, one called uh, Full Steam Ahead about um, steam activities, but with a strong focus in music. And um, Everyone Loves a Story, which has got children's literature um, and, uh, and with a music objective. So I love writing, obviously, but uh, love teaching K-5 general music. And um, thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I'm Teresa Hoover. Uh, let's see, I was in the classroom for almost 20 years, mostly doing elementary and middle school band um, in like the Pennsylvania and Northern Virginia area. But I took a, a big shift and I'm actually back in school. I'm working on my PhD right now. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so PhD in music learning and teaching um, at Arizona State University in Tempe, Arizona. So um, like Catherine, you know, obviously love teaching. I'm really enjoying working with future music educators now. So I get to teach undergraduate classes, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I also do work with practicing teachers with especially ed tech doing like ed tech trainings for music educators and just good stuff like that. Fantastic. And yeah. uh, okay. So I'm going to go a geek a little bit. So we're in, uh, in the book, it says Northern suburb of Chicago. That could be like anywhere that could be Canada. <laughs> what, what are you talking yeah, so I teach in Northbrook, um, Illinois. Northbrook, okay. Yeah, we're about 30 minutes north of Chicago. Okay, yes, I have friends in Whedon and, uh, well, my niece is at Whedon. That's that way to the left. Mm -hmm. And if you go up, um, Stansburg, so, uh, there's a S and it's a Berg or a Berry, I don't remember. Schomburg? Schomburg, yes, that's Schomburg, it. yep. <laughs> and there's yep. an improv club there. Um just yep. so you know. Uh, <laughs> and then Evanston Township. I have a friend yeah. that does print work there. And then New Trier. I have some friends that are in that area. So, yeah. yeah. And, and as for you, Teresa, I don't know anybody in that area. But I'm working on my PhD as well. So there you go. Ooh, so exciting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all, the, all the fun research stuff. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, so much fun. I'm ABD <laughs> right now. So I'm working with my committee to get the dissertation done. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Uh, so I'm, I'm about to finish my, yeah, this is about my first year. I'm almost done four more weeks and I'll have a, a year under my belt. <laughs> so. There you go. It, it's, yeah. yeah. Keep going. Just keep going. Ooh. Just, yeah. Just keep swimming. <laughs> yes. I say that so, often. <laughs> <laughs> so ladies, uh, what's the reason for the book? Pass the baton. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it starts with Teresa and I, um, uh, met online, we were kind of doing some books, um, book studies online, and it was really more educational 
books, uh, not not a specific music um, topic. And so I think when we when we were in this um, online course, it was like, oh, another music teacher. And so we kind of um, latched onto each other and and shared our work with each other and really started to have these conversations about, you know, empowerment in the music classroom. And gosh, mm-hmm. people aren't talking about empowerment in the music classroom and we really should be. And, you know, and she pushed my thinking and I pushed her thinking. And it was just like so awesome to talk to somebody else uh, who spoke the same language, I guess you could say. And so we, I think it just, we would joke about like, we should write a book about it, you know, until we kind of kept diving into it. And uh, both of our journeys, you know, kept moving forward. And we just thought we need to actually write this book. (laughs) So um, yeah, I think it just turned into a passion that was like something that turned into something like, you know, that there aren't a lot of books out there about it. And so let's, let's, let's write about it. And let's push our thinking and let's meet more people, you know, that are doing, doing the work. Yeah. But I mean, what do they say? You, you write the book you want to read, Exactly. <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we were looking for it and it wasn't out there. So we decided that we needed to be the ones to write it. It was, yeah. it was fun. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, so ladies, uh, do I go with Teresa? Well, it doesn't matter. I'll just ask the question. You'll just figure it out. Um, <laughs> what deep lesson or idea do you want the readers to walk away with from this book? Well, okay. So the book is called Pass the Baton, Empowering mm-hmm. All Music Students. So yes, yes. really the idea is that we want people to feel confident that they can pass the baton, that they can give their students ownership in the music room. Um, I think in music, we sometimes fall back on, you know, the teacher knows everything. We are the wonderful musicians. We are going to impart this musical knowledge on our students. And we forget that they're wonderful little musical beings as well, who really do have the creativity and they have the passion and they have the ability to take some ownership. So throughout the book, we just try to plant seeds of ways that teachers can, can start to pass this on so that the students can you know, have more voice in the classroom so that they can be more creative and it doesn't have to only come from, from us, right? We're not the, we don't need to be the, the one musical being in the room. We can really all work together to make this music thing happen. Um, so we, we tried to, to share our own experiences and how we've done things. We tried to share the stories of other people. We have other stories yes. throughout the book, which we thought were like, okay, good. See, we're not the only ones. <laughs> we can prove <laughs> that it's not just us. This is happening. And just to be able to give any music teacher, whether you're teaching kindergarten or high school chorus, that there are things you can do to really give your students that ownership. And then we also tried to reiterate the fact that doing this isn't you know, just because we say it's good. It will impact your students. Yes. And for a lot of us, I know for me, like, obviously music became my career. So I, I still do music, but for a lot of students, they, they don't always continue in music once they leave our classrooms. So if we can find ways to really make it so that music is part of them and something that the students want to do and feel that is, is something they need to do, that music making, it becomes lifelong. It's not just something that happens when they're in our presence and when they're in our classrooms. Music can happen anywhere anyone can make music, anyone can enjoy music. And when we give students the ownership, that's the path we put them on. Nice. Yeah. Um, as you two know, I, I was once a music teacher a long, long time ago. Actually, it wasn't that long ago. I'm not that old. I'm old enough. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, I was always, 
my goal was to make independent musicians yes. or I would always say independent musicians. And you all basically talk about the same thing in the book. And mm-hmm. I was like, and, and one of the things that I happened upon, uh, I can't remember who wrote it. Somebody, one of you wrote it. I'm sure you gave them the idea <laughs> and then some other person put it in your book, uh, but <laughs> the genius hour with music. Yes. I was like, oh. I didn't, I yes. never thought of that. Um, yeah. Reaver. Oh my goodness. Cause she's amazing. You know, when I did, I did tech. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, my last year in the classroom, my first period of the day, I had kindergarten music. Yay. Uh, <laughs> second period, I had seniors integration pl- project with seniors in high school doing technology. <laughs> and then I had a couple more music classes and, but yeah, so my day was anyway, it was crazy, but the whole idea of, a genius hour. I, yeah. I I never thought about that. We had a we had an activity period where I had kids come in and I created this digital music studio so they could create sounds and beats and all the things. But I never that that genius hour thing that just hit me as a tech head, I guess now. And all the stuff that we do, we talked about the twenty percent time or genius hour, and mm-hmm. I would push that when I was a principal as well. But I, I I'd never thought of it in a music class, and I was like. Oh, yeah. I like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think getting the- oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say that I felt like that was another thing about when Teresa and I were, were talking together that like, there's so much value in knowing what her middle school band or orchestra classroom was like, just like for her to know what my kindergartners were like, and that we do learn so much from each other. And so it's, I think that's what was nice about the book is that, you know, I, we, I have an elementary experience. She has, um, all, all, all of it maybe, but she has also the elements for the, uh, older kids too. And it's just, it's nice to like hear other people's perspectives. And even if you don't teach middle school band, there's something to learn about their classroom and there's something to learn about my classroom. And it's, it's just really neat when we all kind of listen to each other and, and try things that other people are doing and, you know, like the genius hour, it's like, who would yeah. think to do that? And here it is. And it's wonderful. Exactly. So, yeah. When the Genius Hour really works to connect music in school with music outside of school, right? It's still, it's, it's bridging that connection. It's all music and it's helping the kids see how their passion can fit into, you know, what, what we do. It's not one or the other. It's, it's all, it's all the music. Yes. And sadly I didn't, well, I came up with this thing when I was principaling again, who knew, Um, but uh, watching teachers and watching students and doing the observations that I had to do and even some that I got to do. Um, I, I came up with the whole idea of passion, student passion, plus their motivation and authentic relationships. Yes. If you add those three things together, uh, you would get academic success and academic success for this person doesn't necessarily look like the same as academic success for that one. But, and then I called it RPM relationships, passion, motivation, and mindset. Yeah. And yeah. And it's, and I hate that I was out of the classroom and working with teachers. I don't hate that part. I hate the fact that I, the whole idea of the student or students' passions and motivations that didn't click until I was like watching students on the other side and thinking, the kid loves this. Just let them do it. Let them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We tend a lot, we, we focus a lot on ourselves being passionate and motivated and excited about it. We're like, oh, well, if we're excited about it, they'll be excited. Yes. They will be. Yes. But how much more excited would they be if, exactly. if it came from inside of them? Yes. 
Yes, I like that. Uh, <laughs> so next question, of course, uh, what was the greatest challenge in writing this book and how did y'all overcome that challenge? I mean, there were a couple different challenges. <laughs> um, I mean, one was the fact that we didn't actually meet in person until the book was pretty much done. Um, so <laughs> we wrote the whole thing over Google Docs to just like a, a person that we knew on the internet. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, but we had some we had some pretty specific like uh, we had, we had like I don't say not protocols that's not the right words but we you know we had organizational strategies and you know we we met at certain times and we had goals mm-hmm. and things like that and kept track of what we were working on so we we did make it work and I feel like we did a good job um, but it was it was definitely different taking <laughs> on a project like this with somebody you've never actually seen in the flesh <laughs> <laughs> yeah Catherine did you have any issues with Teresa. No, no, I'm a little picky, (laughs) (laughs) but it was, I mean, you know, you just, I think you learn how to write with somebody else too. You know, I mean, I would write a paragraph and she would write a, you know, we'd write different paragraphs together and then be like, okay, so I said it here, but you said it here. Let's smush them together. And, you know, like it just, we did a lot of editing, a lot of editing, but um, (laughs) that was also really fun, you know, like, so yeah, it was crazy to not have met her until two weeks before we turned in the manuscript, but it was also then really fun to see her in person. So yeah. Yeah. yeah there were definitely yes. days that Catherine would put a comment. She's like, you really can't say it that way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or I would be, I would be a little too forceful about my ideas. Like let's say this two nice middle school one. music teacher ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and also we were doing this when we were both in the classroom and like deal, you know, trying to write a book and be teachers and deal yeah. with life. And yeah, but it yeah. was, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did, And it's great. So does this dynamic duo have anything else coming on the horizon? I know dissertation, but <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Not, not necessarily in like a book format. I mean, we have a podcast that we that kind of accompanies the books. So we've been keeping that going. Um, and that's been a lot of fun because we get to just interview people who are doing cool stuff. It's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you probably feel the same way. You get to just talk to people who are doing really neat things. Uh, yes. It's kind of awesome. So yeah. we have that. We're going to take a little break for the summer. But I think, what are we up to, Catherine? Like 46 episodes or something? Yeah. Like, we'll, think, well by the summer, it'll be 50. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good job. So, that's been really fun. Um, and, you know, I think I feel like we're always like the wheels are always turning. Yeah. <laughs> one, of us will, one of us will yeah. call and leave a message and say, so I was thinking. <laughs> then the other one takes a deep breath and <laughs> we hash out, you know, OK, you know. So, yeah, we, we've always we're brainstorming things and always trying to push ourselves forward. But, yeah. Well, good. So um, <laughs> this one's a little different. Now that we've talked about your book, uh, I have this whole other spin on this podcast that reaches out to other educators that haven't written books or that haven't written a book yet. And we talk about uh, education passions or a soapbox. And I'll, I'll, you all can pick which you all want to talk about in regards to a passion or a soapbox. But uh, Teresa, this time I'll let you go first. It's okay if I hear a dog. Um, I don't hear uh, Max barking right now, so we're good. I think that was just a, a one bark warning, so we should be okay. <laughs> totally get that. Um, oh, goodness. Okay, so passions. Oh, there's the other bark. Dizzy, stop. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I have a lot of things I'm passionate about. And I think one thing that's been interesting right now with the PhD is also like being able to really dig into those passions. Yes. Um, but I think as far as when I'm talking to teachers, and oh my goodness, he needs to stop barking. <laughs> Would you like me to uh, toss it over to Catherine for a bit? Let's toss it to Catherine for a minute. I'll come back. Come back to okay. my thought. <laughs> Catherine, right. what do you have? Uh, well, I think for me, um, COVID has really kind of disrupted you know, our system and it disrupted, um, at least for me, how I've taught for the last couple of years. And when we've come back to school, you know, I think last year we were all like, oh, it's going to be back to normal. And we all realized it, it it's not. <laughs> and so but I guess for me, it's like we're coming back into this, um, back into the schools with a, a great opportunity for a reset, you know, to not just go back and do everything the way we always used to do because that we always used to do it that way. And so I guess for me, it's like, um, you know, what just we, you know, having the chance to rethink things and make sure we have that strong purpose when we do, you know, again, for a music teacher, it's a lot of traditions with uh, performances and um, things like that. And so just kind of making sure we're not just going back to the comfortable status, but like asking the hard questions and, and, and taking small steps, but taking steps to to try new things and to make sure we have a strong purpose in what we do. I think that's important for us when we have this automatic or this little blip that changed our world a little bit in the education world. Yes. I call it the blip also. Yeah. Stolen from Marvel. <laughs> yes. I know from like, you know, cause I, I do, I still hope like in the future we'll look back and be like, remember that? and feel like it was a blip, but it, it for a while there, it didn't feel like a blip, but <laughs> No. Okay. I think we've stopped barking. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> oh, Catherine, you good? Am I, should I, should I take it over? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that the, the thing that I've been soapboxing on a lot recently has been the idea of student creativity and students, not just recreating someone else's music, but being able to put their own spin on it and, and being able to to make something that is their own. So it's actually been really fun either working when I work with teachers or working with like the undergrads, the future music teachers, making them do some little creative things because they they almost look uncomfortable. <laughs> like, but but my private teacher didn't tell me to do it that way. I know. <laughs> let's oh, let's yeah, try it. Let's experiment. Yeah, you know? I can't believe because you better not do that. <laughs> if you think about, you know, music students, they go through how many years of being told how to do music they're they're you know mm -hmm. in their high school band or their high school orchestra and they're they're told how to do it and all those things and then they get to college and then they're in a really good band and they're continually told how to make the music and they don't get a lot of experiences to to try things on their own some of them might some of them will you know will go out of their way to find those things but a lot don't and i think that's kind of what perpetuates music teachers not necessarily involving those creative things now Elementary general music, that's different. You guys are amazing at that. <laughs> you guys are elementary general teachers, I think, are wonderful at infusing that creativity. But sometimes in secondary and in ensembles, we don't. So I've been having so much fun just finding ways to just put the little little snips in there, little things like playing games where I make them um, – act out an animal with their instrument or like play the color green on that instrument. And they mm -hmm. kind of look at you like, wait, what, <laughs> what does she want us to do? And just finding those little things. And then, you know, then we take a step back and say, okay, 
So we just did that. What did we do? Like, well, you made us think about green. Like, good. What else did we do? And we kind of get a little meta about it, thinking, what was I as the teacher doing? What were they as the students experiencing? And how can they then put that in practice when they're teaching? Mm. So it's been really fun to kind of make them think that way and um, to not give them a lot of the answers when we're, if we're performing something or not even performing, but if we're working on a piece, like, what do you think? How should we play yeah. it? <laughs> should it get louder here? Should it slow down? What, I don't know. What do you think? And that for me has been a lot of fun. And I, I think I've been trying to encourage more teachers to take those risks and, yes. and to think that it's not going to take away from your performance. If you take 10 minutes and do some kind of cool improvisation activity, it's, it's not, if anything, it's going to make it better because you're getting kids to think more musically. Yes. And that's, that's, that's something I've been having fun with recently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for um, both of you for sharing. Uh, yeah. I, I have many soap boxes and all the things and I'm passionate about lots of things, but uh thinking of the creativity side, um, I started a, a Spotify playlist made up of, well, my son, he's in college and he has some friends and they bring over, he brings them over for Sunday lunch, son and daughter. And they're here often. It's not just them. There's a bunch of them. Anyway, there's this one kid, he has some songs on Spotify and my son, he's put a couple of songs up on Spotify and, and um, I wanted these kids to, well, I put them all in a playlist and I share that playlist with others. I was like, Hey, listen to these college kids make music yeah. Uh, yeah. because I want them to be appreciated. And like my logo, it was created by uh, a college graphic design or graphic artist. Um, and the music that my intro and outro music that was actually created by my nephew. Um, uh, well, the, the new intro and outro music. Uh, my nephew, I gave him the assignment. He's a sax player and he does a lot of, he's really into Frank Sinatra right now. Don't know why, but um, <laughs> he has a little mini keyboard that I gave him and he creates beats and things on. I was like, yeah. I need a new sound for my uh, podcast. What can you do? And it's one of those things where giving kids an opportunity to not only uh, create, but display their creations. I think yeah. they love it. And it, yeah. it makes makes them feel great, makes them feel good, makes me feel good. Yeah. I feel like you've you've passed the baton in your, you know, <laughs> but I do, and it's, it's so much joy in it, right? There's so much joy in the classroom when you do that and you and you um you take the time to to let everybody shine in their own way and with their mm. own strengths. It's like it really is so rewarding. Yeah. And when you put the purpose behind it. Hey, I mm -hmm. want you to create this thing for me and it's going to be on my podcast. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's exciting. That's fun. Yeah. You know? I, I, I guess it's fun for a kid. I don't know. He did it. Sure. He was like, hey, yeah. here you go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. everyone expresses fun differently. So <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. And, and one of the things I have to mention before we close out, uh, pass the baton when, as I was reading through, it reminded me um, when I was doing high school band um, and I had a, small ensemble because all the great people were in the choir but um when i would ever whenever i was absent for whatever reason my substitute plans always said high school band give casey the baton he'll rehearse and do all the things and and it was one of those things that i guess i had my kids trained so to speak that when i wasn't there uh they're still gonna 
they're going to do their warm-ups like they're supposed to. They're going to do the chorale. They're going to do whatever piece we're working on. And, and whoever, Casey or Cameron or who, whomever, they may not rehearse the exact things I would rehearse on, but allowing those kids that opportunity to be in the front of the rest of their uh, peers and conduct their peers. I, I just thought, well, it happened to me when I was in high school. So I thought, Hey, it could happen to these kids too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a good feeling to know that they, they continue making music, even if you're not there. Yep. Yes. Well, ladies, uh, before we go, how can folks connect with you? I know you're on Twitter because that's where I found you. <laughs> yeah, we are on Twitter. Um, so my Twitter handle is just at musical Teresa. Um, it's pretty easy. And I'm also on Instagram with the same one. Yeah, me too. At singing Finch one on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And then we have a website, which is um, passthebatonbook.com. And from there we have, there's a bunch of different resources. There's a link to the podcast, which is also called Pass the Baton. Um, yeah. Just kind of info there. So you can find us. And I think, I think we have probably links to contact us as well that are it's right there on the, on the website. And we love to talk to people. So like, yeah. <laughs> if there's any other music teachers out there who, who want to chat or not music teachers who still want to chat we're always open to that well great um i will definitely put all your links in the show notes so that someone can scroll and click and all the things um and uh, my plan is to share your book not necessarily with the music teachers but with the music supervisor so that she can get the book for the music teachers and um yeah i know Um, (laughs) (laughs) with the hopes that yeah so all the folks in my district can figure out how to pass the baton. Awesome. I love it. So whether you're in a kindergarten classroom, general music, or you're in a high school band, always remember to ask good questions, answer the ones you can, make someone feel special and be great because you are great. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yay. That was great. (laughs) 